0: Welcome to Transition Church Podcast, a place for growth and revelation. Thank you for tuning in. Now, your host, Paul the Lion Huntington. So today i are going to talk about commitment, okay? And so the scripture we're going to read from is Psalms 37.5. Commit your way to the Lord and trust in Him and He will act. Now, commitment. We could think about so many things that we could be committed with, okay? But do we really understand the word commitment? You know, so like the definition a promise to do something or to behave in a particular way, a promise to support somebody, something, the fact of committing yourselves. So, in life, um, you know, there's a thing of a man's uh, as good as his word. You know, so we're, we're like, you know, hey, man, uh, I'll be there to help you. Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll help you do this. Hey, man, you know, I trust you or whatever. And it's by their word. Um, sometimes, like in this day and age, a lot of people's words don't, aren't, you know, valid. They're not solid. They're not, you know, what they're supposed to be, if that makes sense. You know, um, I learned in the state of Texas that you could have a verbal contract. I didn't know that. But you could be like, hey, I'm going to sell you that water bottle for $50. Oh, okay. And then I'd be like, no, it's 200 No, you said verbally $50, so you have to hold that. Well, being in a commitment um, in your spiritual walk, are we really committed to Christ? Or are we just going at it as in halfway or partially or or just touch and uh, touch and go? You know, so... So let's talk about Jesus, and it's a good thing to talk about Jesus, right? You know, we always need to talk about Jesus for once. Um, but if we really think and con- con- uh, concentrate on what Jesus and how he was, okay, Jesus ministered. He he did miracles, right? Powerful things, um, and yet he he had a, a fo- he had followers, right? I mean, how many? I mean, you say thousands, you know. Um, The Sermon on the Mount, a big group of people, you know, he had those people. I mean, so if you put it into everyday terms, he had a following, you know what I'm saying? Instagram, Facebook, you know, Snapchat. um, What's the other one? Uh, uh, The new one, uh, TikTok. You know, he had a TikTok following. This man was followed, you know. But Jesus, he didn't commit to all them. He only committed to 12. Well, how that kind of like sometimes is hazy for us. It's Jesus who was committed to the 12. He was with the 12. He was ministering to the 12. He slept with the 12. He ate with the 12. He traveled with those 12. The big groups always changed. Especially when Jesus said, you know, you're going to eat of my blood and drink, uh, or drink of my blood and eat of my body. I mean, that would be like, okay, what in the world? I think our commitment is going to change right here, God. That's weird, you know. But that, the, the 12, even with that, stuck around. You know, Jesus told uh, many people, um, leave everything and follow me. Told a rich man. Sell so everything and follow me," told another man. "Hey, let the uh, his dad died or, or yeah, his dad died, and he's like, let the bear, dead bury the b- dead." Okay, all right, Jesus. But when I'm talking about commitment, Jesus was committed to the twelve. Is Jesus committed to you? That's a good question. Because like. We're supposed to walk in his power. We're supposed to walk in his anointing. We're supposed to walk in, in, in his presence. But why don't we? Why aren't we? Why aren't people being healed when, when, when we lay hands? Why isn't the sick being healed? Why isn't people being delivered? Why is none of that happening? Are you? Is Jesus really committed to you? He was only committed to the 12th. But the question is, are you committed to him? The 12 were committed even unto death. They're willing to die. Now, those 12 did have some hiccups. They did. When Jesus was going to be taken, was taken to, to be crucified and everything like that, they left. Peter denied him. I would say that's a hiccup. You know, Jesus is like, okay, I thought you were our... Where my rider dies and you leave. Okay, great. I'm going to handle this by myself. But they became committed. They were committed to him to the point of being death, uh, put to death. Stephen was stoned for Jesus. A lot of the 12 were murdered for Jesus. Are we really that committed? That's, a, that's one of the biggest questions that that should have an answer. Are you really committed? It's, it goes past to, okay, I'll go to church on Sundays and Wednesdays, and, and, you know, I raise my hands when I pray and all this stuff, or worship and, and, you know, yeah. No, are you really committed to Jesus? Well, what does that look like? How does that, I mean, it, it, it goes into relationship. Now, Jesus is looking for his bride. Okay? We say it's the church. Right now, the church isn't a bride. We're, We're building a relationship with the groom, and yet we're not committed to him because we have everything else that's in place of him. So, if we're building a relationship, so if you look at marriage... Right off the bat, you don't just marry somebody and be like, "Okay, now we're going to build a relationship." That'd be weird, right? You don't know if you have, you know, you're married to a murderer or something like that. You know, I have a lot of skeletons in my closet. Oh, you do? No, seriously, real skeletons in my closet. I was a serial killer before, but when I met you, I stopped all that. Like, that's something good to know, right? I mean, that's a, you know, hey, there's literally skeletons in here. What, what? What are we going to do? But you build a relationship. You know, there's, there's the courting stage. There's the dating stage. There's a, a stage of, okay, this is how I really am, or this is how I act, or this is how I wig out in public, and, you know, this is my sense of humor, which is dry. This is the, I mean, there's all these things, and you get to know that person. Until that you get to know that person, then you would be like, okay, we could move it to the next level, okay? We could be serious, we're not friends anymore. We're, we're we're friends, but we're serious now. The commitment has upgraded. The commitment has has gone to a higher level. Then you move from that to what? Engagement, right? Okay. Now we're going to engage, meaning we're preparing for marriage. And then there it goes to the next step: marriage, as in death to us, part, as in we're together forever. I don't care what happens. Duh, 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 I mean that stage. And so in those several different stages of, of relationship, what stage are you with Jesus? Are you just in the casual stage of just, yeah, I call him every once in a while, you know, I know about him and everything like that, but, you know, we're not really serious right now. Or are you in the, I'm getting to know him, and I'm, I'm, I think I want to move to the seriousness with Jesus. Or are you in the engagement series where you're like, no, me and Jesus, we're about to get married. He knows me. He knows everything about me and I know everything about him. Well, somewhat, and I'm getting to know more. Am I in the engagement stage? Because you gotta be engaged in order to get married. Somewhere I had to be there. So you had to really look and deep down deep dig deep into your relationship, into your commitment. Because all those stages have a commitment thing, right? And sometimes we have a commitment issue. You know? Well, you know, I... I've been done wrong so many times and all this stuff. And every person I try to commit to, they just, you know, do me wrong and all this stuff. And then it, it even happens with the church. Every time I went to a church, they it, it just did me wrong. They just, you know, and they don't know who I am and all this stuff. And I go to another church and the same thing and same thing and same thing. Well, it's hard for you to commit then, right? Something's going on. Sometimes we look at humans, or as as people who we see and talk with on a daily basis, and we measure measure Jesus off of that. And Jesus like, I'm not them. I'm perfect. They're not. Oh. See, my wife, I have. I'm not perfect. I fail. But she knows that and she loves me through my imperfections. So in, in that, Jesus will love you through your imperfections so you can become perfect in those areas. Now, are you going to be perfect in every single area when you, before Jesus comes? No. There's always going to be something to work on. If you look at the apostles, if you look at the 12, he, they weren't perfect at all. They were. They they still made mistakes. Paul still made mistakes. Peter definitely made mistakes. John made mistakes. They were human. But Jesus' love pushes you through your failures so you can learn how to be perfect in that area. You have overcome that area. But it all deals with relationship with Jesus. How committed are you? So commitment is an act, not a word, an act. So when I'm saying I am committed to Jesus, that means I'm going to walk in his guidelines, in his precepts, in his, his His word, and I'm going to continue to minister in that way, continue to live my life in that way. So when I say I am committed to Jesus, that's every single area of my life is committed to Jesus. Not halfway, not partially, but every area. See, we only take partial Commitment, whatever makes us feel good, whatever is, 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 it it, it goes day to day. God, I'll commit, you know, my TV watching to you today. But tomorrow, that's a whole different story because there's a new movie coming out and I just want to watch it. We are ups and down type relationship with Jesus and Jesus is like, well, I'll wait till you're fully committed. See, it doesn't mean you have to be perfect to be fully committed to Jesus. It just means that God's there to work on you. And you're committed to Him and you allow Him to work on you. Because it's impossible for us to be perfect. Impossible. You could be the most professional person in the world. I mean, I like baseball. You could be the best pitcher in the world and you will still have a bad day. I don't care if your stats are through the roof, one of your days are not going to be a good one. Why? Because we're human. We're human. And yet we have to understand that we're human, Jesus is perfect, and his perfectness is loving us through our failures so we can become more like him. It doesn't mean we're going to be him. We're going to become more like him. But we have to understand our, us being committed to him. Do we really have a commitment? So, serious Commitment. Serious commitment. Go back to where stage one and be like, okay, I need to ask myself, do I have a serious commitment to Jesus? Am I willing to obey and follow him and do what he asked me to do? Many of us haven't lived life yet. We haven't lived fullness uh, of life Because we don't know our purpose of why Jesus has created us. When we sit down and say, Okay, Jesus, I'm fully committed to you. And that means that I'm going to do what you have created me to do. So I'm going to walk with you. And you're going to guide me into the full potential of who I am. That's a serious relationship. Because I'm putting my trust of my life... In the hands of Jesus, that's a serious relationship. So it's like you putting on a blindfold and be like, "Okay, lead me." Say what? Yeah, put this blindfold on. You're gonna have to trust that person. I'm gonna tell this this funny story about leading the blind. It's hilarious. So in this. My uh, mom used to, uh, you know, used to uh, pick up this lady to visit her husband in in prison, and she was blind. And so uh, my mom would lead her around by holding her arm and everything like that. And so it came down to my dad was leading her husband out into the visiting room. He was blind. We would like to take a brief break from this episode with a word from our sponsors. Welcome back as we continue with this episode. And so, they're sitting down, we sit them down together, everything's fine. And so, my dad asked him, so what are you in for? And the guy, he's blind, completely blind. He goes, I was driving the getaway car. It's hilarious. I mean, <laughs> this guy had a sense of humor. And he thought my dad was white. Because my dad sounds like me. So, I'm following on the phone you would be like, oh, this dude's a white guy. And you meet me, and you're like, wait a second. He's a little bit tanned. (laughs) So he thought my dad was white, which is hilarious, until he touched my dad's hair, and he goes, wait a second. You're not white. (laughs) So he's like, nope. I'm as black as they come. (laughs) And it was hilarious. But my dad had to guide him into the visiting room. My mom had to guide her into the visiting room. Some of us don't even want to be guided, and we have the blindfold on, and we're like, I'm, I'm, I could do it on my own. And we run into walls, we run into to, to sex, uh, things, and we're like, oh, I'm doing just fine. No, we're not doing just fine. You're trying to live a life that you never lived before. Think about that. You've never done this before. Nobody has lived this life before. And if they have, they're lying. Yeah, I came back, you know, in previous lives, you know. I used to be a guinea pig, but, you know, (laughs) like, okay, all right, buddy. Now I'm a human. I was a good guinea pig, so now I'm a human now. Okay, wait a second. But none of us have lived this life before. It's trial and error. We're living it for the first time. But the thing is, is we mess our lives up because we never did it before instead of asking the person who created our lives for a certain purpose to guide us into fulfilling that purpose, was going to take commitment. God, I don't know what I'm doing, but I need you. Anybody says, I know what I'm doing? Really? Do you really know what you're doing? Do you really know I have all the answers to life? Because that would be a really thick book. And it would be a bestseller, but no would really buy it because they thought that guy's full of full of crap. <laughs> commitment, commitment. We could have a game plan of what we want our lives to be, and it could only go a certain way. But you're only living your life halfway, not to the fullest. When I literally said, "Okay, God, I am committed to you. I want you to guide me in everything I'm doing." Do I miss it? Yes but I'm living a life that's more fulfilled now than it was when I was just playing church. But are we that committed? It's going to take sacrifice of us trusting. That's a big thing, right? Trusting. Are we that committed to Jesus? Following Christ is not a casual or occasional practice, but a continuous commitment and way of life that applies at all times in all places. This one, like, literally, nail. Following Christ is not a casual or occasional practice. A lot of times we go to church occasionally and we, we, you know, literally practice it kind of. What, doesn't practice make perfect? We're missing the practice part then. Ah, oh, that hurts. I should have worn my steel toe. It's okay. To be honest, to say occasionally I actually walk with Christ. Occasionally I practice walking with Christ. Because a lot of us would, we should be walking in His power, in His anointing. If we have a committed relationship with Jesus, because Jesus trusts us with that power. He trusts us with the anointing He created for us. He trusts us and leading us, because he could say, "Here's my power, because you're walking with me, and I'm leading you in how to use that power." Hmm. Continuous commitment and way of life. it's not a hobby. It's not something you pick up every once in a while that you feel like it. It's doing it whether you like it or not. You're that committed. You get up in the morning, uh, oh, I don't feel like praying today, but I'm going to pray because you know what? I'm committed. Oh, I'm going to read my Bible today. Oh, well, I'll just skip a couple days. No, you want to learn more about God. You want to learn more about how to walk with him. Enoch walked with God. He walked all the way home. How did that happen? He had a relationship with God where God's like, well, I'm just going to let you walk. Come on. Walk all the way home. And he walked. That would have been the most awesomest thing. You're walking, talking with God. Yeah, you know God and everything like that. And all of a sudden, he's standing right next to you, and you're like... When my grandma died, they found her um, in her house, but she was in a praying position. The way she prayed, she was in that position when they found her. Meaning, she was talking to God when she breathed her last breath. That would—that's awesome, right? God, I just pray for my family, and God, I just—I love you, Lord, and everything like that. Yeah, uh, and God, I—wait a second. Oh. Ah. Oh. I made it. Was my grandma perfect? No. Did she have issues? Yeah. But she trusted the one who's perfect to lead her in life. Truly committed. Not partially. Not when you feel like it. But really be in commitment to Jesus. I'm sorry to say, but a lot of people who go to church are not committed. And a lot of people who, who said they love Jesus don't really know what being committed is. They don't. Yeah, I'll be a martyr for Jesus. Yeah, I'll do it. Well, do you know what that entails? It's not like, okay, you know, we're just gonna let you fall asleep and die. No. They're trying to make you change. To deny Jesus at any cost. If that means missing an arm or leg or whatever, they'll, they'll do it. Are you that committed for that? A lot of us aren't. We're not. All times, in all places. All. There's nothing lacking. All, everywhere you go at the baseball game, committed to Jesus. If you're playing football, committed to Jesus. If you're, if you're in the grocery store, committed to Jesus. If you're driving a your car, committed to Jesus. If you're speaking with your spouse, committed to Jesus. If you're at school, committed to Jesus. You're continually committed to Jesus. When you're alone at home, and, and are you committed to Jesus? It's all the time in all places. I'm about Jesus. I'm about Him. Have you ever, uh, talked with somebody who's always saying something about Jesus and everything? Oh, this water's so good. Oh, Jesus just blesses water. Like, okay, it's just water. Oh, these tires are so good. Jesus is the creator of the tires. Okay, all right. <laughs> oh, this shirt fits so well. Praise God for this shirt. Like, uh, okay, it's just a shirt. Calm down. But if you think about it, isn't that how we should be? To other people, it's annoying, right? Because they don't understand what this entails. Man, you always say, thank you for your, church, uh, for your shirts and your pants and everything like that. Yeah, because I didn't have anything. What? Yeah. I was a bull on the side of the road. Wow. Man, you always say thank you for your tires. Yeah, I didn't have no tires. I was walking everywhere. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, for that. We never know the backstory. But we all have a backstory. We all have a reason to be grateful. We have all have a reason to be thankful. We all have a reason to say thank you, Jesus. But the thing is, this is in order for me to say thank you, I have to be committed, right? I have to somehow be like in a relationship with that person because I need to know where to to say thank you to. But have you ever got a half thank you? Yeah, thank you. Like, all right, you jerk. Shouldn't have even said thank you. You know it wasn't coming from a good place. Some of us are like that with Jesus. Jesus literally blesses you and you're like, "Mm huh, thank you. Or we take credit for it, like, yeah, you know, I moved some things around and I did this, and God's like, seriously, you did that? Oh, okay. But if you're committed to Jesus, everything, how you live, changes, and you are as real as you can be with Christ. Your heart is. When you put your heart into things, you do things differently. You do things the best that you can, and you can tell that you did the best that you can. I can't love my wife halfway. She knows it, and I'll know it. I love you, pat-pat, you know, and walk off. You're like, okay, that's weird. What are you, what's wrong with you? Nothing. It's all in. Fully, Jesus, I am committed to you. That means you could tell me what you want me to do, and I'm going to do it. You could tell me where to go, and I'll go. You could tell me what to pray, and I'll pray. You could tell me what to preach, and I'll preach. You could tell me how to feel, and I'll feel that way. Because when you go into hard times, it says, you know, praise. Difficult times, praise. Wait, I don't feel that way. Praise. Praise Him. Praise Him. 'Cause you realize, hey, it works. I don't feel down anymore. His joys are strength. That means you're feeling weak at the time. Oh, I get it. Hundred percent committed. Hundred percent committed. Why oh, I, I can't really say that right now. Just say it. Say in your heart, I'm going to be 100% committed to Jesus. Are you going to fail at 100%? Yeah, you will. Some days you'll be 75, some days you'll be 95, some days you'll be 10. But Jesus' love will help you work through that. 100%. 100%. God, I'm 100% committed to you. Tony Evans That's a powerful man. He listens and does what God asks. Jesus is calling for commitment. He's calling for commitment. So if you break it down, Jesus was only committed to 12. Is he committed to you? Let's take it more. Are you committed to him? Because your fruits will show it. Your actions will show it. Your lifestyle will show it if you're truly committed to Jesus. Are you still going to have that? Yes, you're going to have down days. Yes, you're going to fail. Yes, you're going to mess up. Yes, you're going to get angry. Yes, you're going to get irritated. Yes, all those things. Yes, all the way across the board. But the thing is, is your heart is still committed to him. Because when all those things happen, you're like, okay. And Jesus is like, we need to work on this. We need to work on this. We need to change this. We need to fix this. And Jesus doesn't say fix it and walks off. He goes let me help you fix it. Committed to Jesus. To take your relationship from just being friendly. To being a fiance of Jesus. That's where it comes down to. So we're going to pray. If you want to tell Jesus that you're going to be 100% committed to him. To to say, God, here's my life. I trust you. Now lead me. Because I'm 110% committed to you. Just repeat after me. It's a prayer we always pray. But I want you to really mean it in your heart. To really say, God, I'm committed to you. Say, Jesus, I'm done. I quit. I give up. I'm through. I no longer own me. You own me. Teach me. Guide me. Show me what you want me to do. And I will do it for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, I surrender to you. Now, everybody who's, who's hearing the sound of my voice, I pray, Lord, that you make yourself known to them. That they'll have a, a true encounter with you. That will change your, co- their commitment to you. I ask you, Lord, that if they're going through problems and situations, that you'll put your hand on their shoulder and to let them know that you're helping them work through it. I pray for everybody who's listening. I ask you, Lord, that you just touch them, you bless them, you heal them, you minister to them. We pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to Transition Church Podcast. Don't forget to comment, subscribe, and share this podcast with someone you love.